Hey guys, I'm Lennon. And I'm McKinley. And this is the Halloween special of Bikini Bottom Live. We'll be covering Squidward the Unfriendly Ghost and Scaredy Pants. Let's go ahead and get to the credits of Squidward the Unfriendly Ghost. Writers, we have Sherm Cohen, Aaron Springer, Peter Burns, Storyboard Arts, Aaron Springer, Storyboard Director, Sherm Cohen, Animation Director, Fred Miller, and Creative Director, Derek Dryman. Now let's go ahead and dive in. Are y'all ready, kids? The episode starts off with Squidward making a wax sculpture of himself. And he says, Now that I've been immortalized in wax, I've covered all artistic mediums. And then we hear like a, a crash from outside and Squidward looks over and frowns and so does his wax sculpture. And we see SpongeBob and Patrick playing this completely made up game it's outside. Not complete nonsense. They're just playing. They're like Patrick's blowing chess pieces on a chessboard. Well, Spongebob runs with a rock and breaks it and says, you lose three points. And he climbs up like a, a coral reef and blows bubbles upside down. And it turns into numbers that say G7. And, and Patrick says, king me, king me, which is like checkers. Yeah, and he runs straight into the coral <laughs> the coral and smashes his head. He goes, I lose. <laughs> but it's not Tuesday, Patrick. Tartar's off. And we're like, what are you idiots doing? We don't know. <laughs> they're just they're just so bored. They're just doing whatever they want. They're make they're combining like ten different games. They're just running around saying whatever they want. Like it's a G7. Like it's a game with very complex rules. Then Squidward asks Patrick, Hey Patrick, what time is it? Oh Squidward, sure it's and he picks up his uh watch that he apparently has on but he dumps all of the bubble soap in his hand onto his stomach. Then Which was Squidward's plan. Squidward just says, time for you to find a new game to play. So Squidward hops in the, the bubble bath and um, SpongeBob is like, uh, we could toss that shell back and forth. No, no, Patrick says that, and SpongeBob's like, okay. So it's like this big shell, and it, and it throws just like a Frisbee, and SpongeBob throws it into Patrick's stomach, which absorbs all of the kinetic energy, <laughs> and it spells it, and it flies through the window <laughs> of Squidward's house, and it completely just takes a huge chunk just out of his wax sculpture. in his wax figure's head. And it falls, so it looks like Squidward's just been completely murdered. <laughs> And they they take the elevator up to Squidward's second floor, which I, some reason exists. I, I don't it, think it's in don't any think other episode. Animated them going up the stairs, probably. It's just that's that's in no other episode. Because all they have to do is just make the door open. After they get off the elevator, they see Squidward's statue on its side with the shell embedded in its skull, and they uh, Patrick just runs up and yanks it out, and SpongeBob's sitting there looking at him, saying. I don't think Squidward looks too good because <laughs> they think it's him, and I guess he they... looks unconscious. <laughs> and Patrick uh, acts like he knows CPR, so he starts blowing on the wax nose and just inflates his own head, and then eventually body, and flies around like a balloon where he heard the slide whistle noise, and finally he just lands. Right on Squid, like Squidward's wax head, and <laughs> smashes it. And then he he said, "Get off of him, Patrick! <laughs> what are you talking about? He looks fine." And his 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 head has been completely flattened, and there's two butt cheek 
Im- uh, impressions um, where his eyes are. Impressions. <laughs> he looks better already. So so then they stand him up, and Spongebob's uh, like, oh, he feels cold. Well, let's put him in the sun. And they put him over into the sun, and they start talking. And as they're talking, Squidward's wax figure is slowly <laughs> melting in the background. And Patrick says, don't worry about it. The Patrick is here. And I know a lot about head injuries. Bully. And he completely just zones out <laughs> and starts drooling. And Spongebob has to go... To get him to come back. Goes, bully me. Hey, something's on your shoe. And <laughs> they look down and it's like, huh. He's like, it kind of looks like Squidward. <laughs> and there's just melted, just melted Squidward on the floor. Where like, you can still see his nose and eyes that haven't melted. And they're screaming and they're running through the puddle they're of Squidward. They're just running around going, get it off me, get it off uh-huh. me. <laughs> And as they're trying to reform it, it's not its not really working. They're just pushing the wax together, and it's melting back down. And eventually they give up, and SpongeBob says, I don't know how to say it, but our old pal Squidward, he's, he's, he's pushing up daisies. And Patrick said, oh, I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> that whole time they were building, Squidward was getting out of the tub and putting powder on and like a white robe. And so he opens the bathroom door and all the steam comes out and he's, you know, he's not the same color he usually is. He's got a white uh, tint to him and they think that's the ghost of Squidward <laughs> because they, they thought they killed him. And after them screaming at Squidward, like, please don't kill us. We'll do anything you want. Please, Mr. Squidward's ghost, spare us your ghostly anger and, Squidward finally realizes, oh, they think that white statue was me, and they think I'm a ghost, so he gets this evil grin on his face. And Squidward says, enough, listen up, Squidward's ghost is feeling unusually generous today. He hath decided to spare ye a horrible fate. All ye must do is tend to my every whim and tickle my fancy on demand. Spongebob goes, does that include quiet? (laughs) Now do as you're told, lest ye incur the wrath of Squidward. And then he walks off and Patrick goes, I think they make a cream for that now. (laughs) So then we see them carrying around Squidward on like this. I would call it like an Egyptian bed with handles. Yeah. Like Cleopatra bed. Yeah, they're like carrying him around on this like he's a like a god. And he's yeah. just walking them around and they stop here, too hot, and they walk a few more steps. Here, too wet, keep going. Here, and they walk into what is a French painting of some like uh like dancers, but it's like a fish version of that painting. And this has probably confused Everyone else when they were a kid, just as much as it confused us when we were a kid. But he says something in that scene, and then there's a rim shot. And as a kid, I understood that there was some kind of joke, but I didn't understand it. As I got older, I also realized I still didn't understand it until I looked it up. <laughs> and the joke is that it's a a famous painting, and the uh, the 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 name of the painter, his like last hyphenated name is. Toulouse Le Truc, or like Le Trek. So since he says like too hot, too wet, and then they walk into this painting, he says Toulouse Le Trek, and that's that's the joke. I would have never gotten it's that in so, a movie. It's so 
I wouldn't call it highbrow. I would just call it completely like left field. It's like not something you would have like. There's some kind of sometimes just you know a little higher than average humor it's in SpongeBob. Very liberal arts, pretentious. Yeah, I went to Cal yeah. Arts. Like nobody on earth, but maybe. But, but art it's not history the original people. painting either. It's a fish version. Yeah, it's it's very odd joke <laughs> that I never would have I understood. Ninety nine point nine percent of people that watched that did not. No, get because that. like even if you recognize the painting, I highly doubt you remembered the name of the artist. Like, it's not a very, very famous artist that's, like, a household name. You might have gotten the joke if you had taken, like, art history or something. And maybe had recognized that it was a parody of the painting, but then you probably still wouldn't have remembered the artist's last name. Yeah, the artist's, like, full name. Very, very odd joke. Very odd. I highly doubt anybody got that when it aired. But finally, they um, finally put him down somewhere, and uh, Squidward says, Perfect. Uh, and then he starts asking them to bring him... Slaves? That just means some nourishment. <laughs> and so Spongebob runs and starts grabbing fruit from somewhere. And he brings them a grape. A grape! Uh, straight from the vine, your ghostliness. And like just drops in his mouth. A banana! Appeal to your likeness, your incomporeliness. <laughs> Whatever he says. Incom- in- incorporeal poreliness? Something. Something like that. Yeah, but then, then Patrick... Comes up with a a full watermelon. <laughs> One watermelon fresh from the manure fields. Your sporkiness. And Squidward he draws it home. He drops the whole watermelon <laughs> onto his head. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> and he spits it out at them and says, "I want something else to eat now. <laughs> something harder to find." <laughs> yeah. And he says, "Bring me a cherry pie and." Patrick just reaches down and pulls it out from somewhere. <laughs> this is where did you get that? I found it. And he, just, <laughs> and he just grabs it and throws it behind him. We'll go find it again. So, so uh, Patrick runs off camera, and we see uh, Squidward like approach SpongeBob. SpongeBob's like very upset, <laughs> and Squidward like gets back on the bed. He says, "Now turn around and jog in place." And Spongebob's running in place. He says, now say, flank steak. Flank steak. I think I started to like this. There's no reason to we it. We didn't get that till now either. Flank steak is a type of prepared steak. I don't know why he made him say it. <laughs> I'm beginning to like this. <laughs> but then he uh, gets a tissue and says, you have to play me a complex song with this. But this is just a piece of tissue paper. Aw, always wanted to have it our way, don't we? Boo-hoo. And SpongeBob's, like, crying at this point. And he just blows on the tissue paper. I can't do it. Well, you. I hope you're comfortable, because you can't move from that spot until you do. And, like, two days pass where SpongeBob literally just stands in one spot and eventually just falls over on his back. And then the next morning comes, and Squidward walks up. What's this? Napping on the job. <laughs> You're supposed to be making music for me. And anytime the like ghost Squidward like approaches, we hear like almost this like organ funeral music. Yeah, he has like a theme. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, after he approaches, as punishment for your insolence, you have to clean out Squidward's back room. 
And Patrick finally shows up with the cherry pie. And Squidward just takes it and throws it like goes, two feet from Patrick right at his face. He goes, I'll take that. And just throws <laughs> yeah. it right into Patrick's face, who's still smiling the whole time. He goes, this is fun. Like, he's he's been having fun this whole time, apparently. And they go, they, they, uh, they go to his back room after SpongeBob convinces Patrick that he's walking the going the wrong way in the house he's not even looking towards the door <laughs> he completely like zones out again and, and then they walk into this room and they see this huge mess on the in the room like shelves and shelves just full of junk and patrick says how are you supposed to clean up all of this and spongebob says just easy and he reaches up into like the corner of the ceiling and goes just tear this wallpaper off and the whole mess is just like a like a facade, like he just tears it <laughs> off. I don't know if it's like technically a fourth I wall break. I think that's break. technically a fourth wall break. I guess. It's kind of like what Chowder did quite a bit, where yeah. they would just like tear off the background, like it's <laughs> yeah. paper. But after they tear it off, then this book just appears on the floor and he picks it up and he says, It's a comic book. It's the origin of the Flying Dutchman, which is the very first time he's been like mentioned. It's like his technically his first appearance, and they open it up, uh, and it says, "When he died, they used his body as a window display." We (laughs) see like this picture of like the Flying Dutchman. I guess when he was supposedly a human, even though he's still green, and his body is just like being used as a mannequin in a children's store in a mall. And so and now he haunts the seven seas because he was never put to rest. So the very first introduction we get to the Flying Dutchman is why he supposedly haunts people as a ghost. And it's because they took his body and used it as a mannequin against his will. Yeah, I feel like maybe this episode was supposed to come later because... The actual, I feel like the actual introduction of him is Scaredy Pants. Oh yeah, it's the first time he actually appears as a character, not just mentioned. So I would say it's technically his first appearance, even though this is technically the first time he's mentioned, just because it's a very odd If this episode had came out after, like, was the sister to Scaredy Pants, and it came out right after Scaredy Pants, because they're both about ghosts, that would have made more sense. It would have made more sense, but it's, it's very odd. But, uh, so Spongebob says, don't you get it, Patrick? We're going to go shopping? No, (laughs) we got to put poor old Squidward to rest. So first they like sneak up behind Squidward and shoot him with like, well, you first think they're going to shoot him with blow darts, but then it's just, they just shoot him with like spitballs. spitballs. What was that? Initiation. (laughs) That was part one of your ceremony. Ceremony for what? We're going to put you to rest. I don't want to be put to rest. Did you get those chores done? Uh, and he's like, yeah. Oh, really? I'm going to go check. <laughs> and then he walks to the door and he goes, ah! Because SpongeBob and uh, Patrick are back there and they've got a, this this old like 17th century coffin. Like open. Goes, he's like, okay, get in. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great like meme for that. <laughs> he's like, okay, get in. He's like, are you crazy? I'm not getting in that thing. But you said you want to be put in the rest. I never said anything like that. Now get out of here. <laughs> and then they run out off frame and you just hear like noises uh, outside, yeah. like construction almost. He goes, now what? <laughs> Looks through the window and we see Patrick digging a grave and SpongeBob's uh, engraving a, the tombstone. Mm-hmm. He says, 
How do you think this sounds, Patrick? Here lies Squidward. You may not remember him, but he... <laughs> and then uh, it's interrupted by Squidward yelling. And uh, SpongeBob says, Oh, hi, Squidward. Do you think this is deep enough? <laughs> uh, He's like, Cut that out! And then then we hear some other noises, and they turn around, and uh, just like the, the entire town is like, like oh, showing Oh, good, up. the mourners have arrived. And we see people unloading like an organ, and... Like a town coming out of the bus, and, and we see Mr. Krabs like a tissue and going, "Oh, Squidward, we all showed up as soon as we were sure you were dead." <laughs> and uh, Squidward's, I guess he's walked down there by now. Yeah, he like, says, "SpongeBob, are you trying to put me in the nut house?" He's like, "No, just into this hole." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "SpongeBob, I have a confession to make." And he takes off his towel hat. He says. <gasps> You're bald. No, I'm not bald. I'm alive. Now get rid of that tombstone. Tell all your friends to go home. But do it. Go home. And they all go. They all just go home like there's nothing. And the people start loading back up the piano. He's like, but master, I'm not your master. I'm your neighbor. Stop. Do me a favor and stop doing me favors. (laughs) As you wish. Master, <laughs> so and then and um, Patrick comes up and he says something. <laughs> Patrick comes up. He goes, "He sure had us fooled." And someone would go, "No, Patrick, he's the fool. He's a ghost in denial." <laughs> and Patrick goes, "Yeah, if only he could go on to the great beyond." Patrick, say that again. That again. No, what you said before. No, what you said before. Never mind. I got an idea. Never mind. I've got an idea. And then we cut to. Like, I guess it's later that day. And, and then Pat, uh, Squidward's back in his normal clothes and still sleeping on this weird, like... Egyptian thing chair with the handles. Yeah. Um, and off off screen, you see this long bubble being formed, getting closer and closer <laughs> to Squidward. And you, you hear him whispering. Blow harder, blow harder. <laughs> and finally, the bubble in, like, completely engulfs Squidward, and he starts slowly rising. <laughs> he's asleep, though. Yeah, he starts slowly he's, rising. There he goes! <laughs> and then, and then, then Squidward, like, wakes up and sees them. How high is he gonna go? <laughs> All the way, Patrick. <laughs> up to the great beyond! <laughs> Goodbye, friend! Happy trails! <laughs> and Squidward wakes up and starts, like, yelling and beating on the bubble, but you can't hear him. And... They just go, you're welcome. <laughs> and he finally, he, he rises far enough to where he leaves the surface of the ocean and starts going up into the you air. You see the little island and he keeps going. Yeah, he going. keeps going. And they go, oh, he's on the other side now. Yeah, he's in a better place. And then it's just a flock of seagulls. They're all going around him. <laughs> like He's just in a fetal position because he can't do anything. It's, yeah, that's yeah, the, the, the that's, episode ends like that. That's the end, yeah, with Squidward in peril. It's a really great episode. It's very, just completely out of nowhere. All of the, well, like we said, most of the ones that are great somehow makes, it's somehow Squidward is the lead. Yeah, most of the best episodes are he's the lead in some, some way. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's a great like tr- like Trinity episode. We get SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward, um, and it's a such a weird premise that they still just somehow make hilarious. Well, yeah, like Squidward, you know, it, I guess like the the um, the turnaround is like like first you're like oh like uh, 
you know, they think they've killed Squidward, and then Squidward thinks, oh, I've got the upper hand, and then it ends up like he's the one who made his life worse. Yeah, because it's still SpongeBob and Patrick he's having to deal with. Yeah, yeah, he actually made it worse for him. Like, he had just said, no, that's my white statue. Get out of my house. But he made it worse. Um, it's hilarious, because... You know they're first trying to serve him, and then they they're not they're not good at that. Then they then they want to bury him alive. <laughs> okay, get in. <laughs> Are you trying to put me in the nut house? No, just into this hole. Um, and they're just building like a shallow grave in his front yard. Yeah, they're gonna bury <laughs> him in his front yard. It's just a, a a crazy episode, but that's why it's so funny. And that that painting joke. I never understood as a child. It's not funny. Well, I mean, I guess it would would be funny if you to had a master's in art. If you, yeah, if you knew art history very well, you would probably find it hilarious. But it's one of those jokes where you have to dissect it to understand it, so it stops being funny. But and also, like the the flank steak. That I never understood. I never knew what he was telling him to say as a kid. And I looked at the I always transcript. thought he was saying like flagstaff. Yeah, and then that doesn't make sense. But then I looked at <laughs> the transcript. No, he's saying flank steak. That also doesn't make sense. So it's just something random he told him to say. There's no meaning to it. Just the, the whole episode is very, very odd. Um, let's do our favorite uh, quotes and moments. My favorite quote. My favorite quote is. One watermelon fresh from the oh, manure yeah. fields, your sporkiness. That was probably going to be mine. Uh, let me think. Um, I'm tied between like, oh, I thought he was dead. <laughs> and, and then, um, you trying to put me in the nut house? No, just into this hole. Um, as far as moments, I mean, most of this episode is just fantastic moments. But I probably have to say... like The best moment to me is when Squidward's down out of his house and he... He's trying. He's it's when that line is. He's trying. He, the mourners are there, <laughs> and and he, it's it's like Sandy who has a wreath, or like a, yeah, a wreath, and then like Mr. Krabs just with tissues, like a bunch of other and random towns. Guys unloading the pipe organ. <laughs> like they're gonna have the funeral right there, right there next to the grave site, which is a <laughs> shallow grave in front of the house. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Some, I mean, Squidward should, I guess, be grateful that. Some people actually some showed people up. Showed up, even if they, like Mr. Krabs said, showed up just because they were like celebrating that he died. <laughs> they don't even question that he's standing, he's standing there. there. They just thought oh, that's his ghost. They just like want to celebrate his funeral. They don't care. If Sandy he's, seemed upset. It's like they don't really care. He's obviously standing right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great episode, and we we put it in this one because it's you know it's. I mean, technically the, about a ghost. It's about a ghost, and the, and the name of it's a takeoff of Casper the Friendly Ghost. I mean, it could, you know, you, you can watch it any time. Yeah, it's not really, like, a spooky-themed. <clears throat> but it does have the Flying Dutchman in it, even though the origin, if you didn't, because he doesn't come until later, it's kind of doesn't have any value to me. Like, if I didn't know who he was, I would I would find that funny, but I'd be like, why does he look like that? Yeah. Like, I would... You know, to me, you you need to introduce the character first. But yeah, that about wraps it up for Squidward the Unfriendly Ghost. And we're going to take a little uh, ad break here. And then we're going to uh, dive into Scaredy Pants. Man, I really love board games, but I can't play them wherever I go. Well, why don't you just download the new hit mobile adventure game, The Flying Dutchman's Treasure Hunt? That sounds awesome. 
But can I play it on my Apple and Android devices? Sure, it's available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. What about on my Windows Phone or BlackBerry devices? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Uh, can I play it with my friends? Sure, if you have any. Um, how much does it cost? Download and play the Flying Dutchman's Treasure Hunt mobile experience for free now on iOS and Google Play. Haunt the Seven Seas. Alright, and now we're back for part two of the Bikini Bottom Live Halloween special. Now we'll be covering Scaredy Pants. Uh, let's go ahead and do the credits. Uh, guest, we have Brian Dole Murray as the Flying Dutchman. The Ghastly Ones as the musical performers. They do all the great music in this episode. Uh, writers, uh, head writers, we have Paul Tibbett and Peter Burns. Uh, storyboard artist, Mark O'Hare. Storyboard director, Paul Tibbett. Animation director, Sean Dempsey. And creative director, Derek Dryman. Now let's go ahead and dive into Scaredy Pants. The episode starts off with the narrator explaining, of course, you know, the holiday that is Halloween, but explaining it's the same under the sea. Showing people, little kids going around trick-or-treating. Shows a spider go in front of the camera wearing a snorkel. Uh, and then we see, uh, it pans over to the Krusty Krab. And he says, and everyone's having fun. Well, almost everyone. And we see Spongebob washing the dishes, being very, very paranoid. I guess because he realizes it's Halloween and everything is spooky. So we see him washing the dishes. And he keeps hearing all these noises and turning around really quickly. Then we see the... Um, like the ticket turn style. Yeah, the, the ticket turner where the orders are written turns around on its own and it says, boo. And SpongeBob just starts slamming the dishes through the water and then just throwing them until he gets through. And he says, okay, I'm done, Mr. Krabs. I'm going home. Bye. And as he's trying to <laughs> as he's trying to run out the door, Mr. Krabs stops him and says, don't you want to hear my annual scary story? No, thank you, Mr. Krabs. And he tries to walk out. Does it have monsters in it? The worst. It's like, I, the worst monster of them all. <laughs> and, and he still tries to go out. Is it based on a true story? True as the deep blue. <laughs> he like squints his eyes when he says it. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. And then so he sits down on this little log and Mr. Krabs runs off camera and you hear he runs back and he's carrying a campfire. He drops it down in the middle of the Krusty Krab and sits down and he tells him the story of the Flying Dutchman, who is a character, not the ship. Yeah, the 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 Flying Dutchman in real life is a term for basically this ghost ship that a lot of sailor sailors talk about, kind of like a, a you know a sea legend. Where people they say they see like a ghost ship floating above the water on the horizon, but the character of the Flying Dutchman is supposed to be a ghost like pirate named after the same phenomena. So Mr. Krabs, um, he's sitting across from SpongeBob, and the lights are off on the Krusty Krab, and they, the only light is this campfire. He says, "Every year on Halloween night, the Flying Dutchman descends on Bikini Bottom in a pirate ship." Just like this. And he holds up a Krabby Patty. Only bigger. And SpongeBob says, Excuse me, did his ship look like a Krabby Patty? Like I was saying, the Flying Dutchman swoops down and starts stealing people's souls. And he, and he, he takes a pickle out of the Krabby Patty. And SpongeBob says, Do souls look like pickles? Aye. As a matter of fact, they do. And he puts them where you can never get them. In his soul bag. 
And he drops the pickle into the bag. And, and he drops the pickle into like a to-go bag. <laughs> and um, Squidward like comes up out of the frame dressed as the Flying Dutchman right behind Spongebob. And he goes, I've come for your pickle. And, then, <laughs> and Spongebob just leaps straight up and... And Spongebob lands in a barrel, and uh, Squidward and Mr. Krabs are laughing at him. And Mr. Krabs says, Scaredy Pants gets easier to scare every year. And Spongebob's like kind of sitting in the barrel, sulking. Uh, Mr. Krabs says, I hope you're not too scared to come to my party tonight. And then walks out, and Spongebob's still sitting there, like, you know, kind of just upset. And Squidward walks up behind him again and goes, Steal your soul. And <laughs> Spongebob jumps so high, he shoots out of the roof. And lands in the front parking lot and starts walking home all upset. And then um, this like little kid like walks up to him and goes, Twiggle Tweet. And Sponge just runs away. <laughs> and then like the parents walk up and go, oh, don't worry, son. That's just SpongeBob Scaredy Pants. Like, I guess everyone in the town is aware that yeah. SpongeBob is very easy to scare. And he's walking down the street and Mrs. Puff just pulls up beside him. She's like dressed as a witch and her car is like, looks like a broom. And SpongeBob jumps up and grabs onto a light pole, almost like a cat. She goes, happy Halloween, scaredy pants. <laughs> yeah. He's like the name's square pants. <laughs> and he keeps going home. And finally, when he gets home, we see him at first, you can't tell what he's doing. But then you see him carving a face into a giant pumpkin from the inside. Well, it's, oh, it's, it's big a, to him. Big to him, but technically it's like a real pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he's cutting a, a face into it from the inside. And then he walks uh, outside of it and then turns around and sees the face that he just carved and screams and runs. Uh, and then we hear a, a knock on the door and it's Patrick. SpongeBob says, like, oh, I'm going to scare him. It's my turn. And all all SpongeBob does is just open the door and put his arms up in the air and go, Rawr! And Patrick's wearing a Groucho Marx. Yeah. Glasses, uh, mustache, and nose. Which terrifies SpongeBob for some reason. And he jumps up and smacks into his own ceiling. He says, why can't I be scary? Like, when's my chance? And he's like, Want to be scary? All you gotta do is have a good costume, and then so they cut and SpongeBob and like Patrick's waiting for him to walk out of the closet. And SpongeBob walks out of the closet, and he's all he's done is put a bed sheet on, <laughs> so he just looks like a bed. He looks like a mattress. And then Patrick says, "Great, you're going as my trick or treat bag." <laughs> no, no, I'm the Flying Dutchman. And Patrick goes, "Hmm." I think it's missing something. And he walks into the closet and you just immediately start hearing like woodworking going on, like saws and buzz saws. And, and you, see a, tree falls. you see a pine tree fall out of the closet and get pulled back in by like a, almost like a wood chipper. Wood chipper yeah. yeah. And he gets pulled back in and Patrick walks out with his hands behind his back and he shows uh, SpongeBob that he's made clogs, like those wooden Dutch shoes because <laughs> he's the flying Dutchman. <laughs> So he gives him these clogs, and Spongebob just looks completely silly. He just has a, a bed sheet over his head, and he's wearing these giant clogs. <laughs> Put these on, Hans. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> so Spongebob goes to the door, and he's like, yes, the trick-or-treaters. And it's uh, it's uh, like these three, I think they're maybe 
once a girl or three year old girls, I don't know. They're they're jerks. They're little, little <laughs> snot nosed kids, and you know they have the usual Halloween costumes on. And he answers the door and goes, "Rar, rar, I'm the Flying Dutchman," and they just start laughing, they just laugh in his face and go, "Look, it's the haunted mattress." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Hell yeah, yeah, here's your candy," and the, like the girl goes, "No, no." Seeing you was already a treat enough. Thank you. And they walk away. Oh, it makes me so mad. Because <laughs> that is how, that is how like, little snot-nosed girls talk. It's like, no, no, no. That'll be fine. That'll be okay. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> but uh, SpongeBob's, like, upset. And Patrick has just cut out a little piece of, like, sheet and put it over his round hand. And said, look, I made a little uh, ghost. And SpongeBob's looking at it. He's like, that's it, Patrick. What's the difference between that ghost and me? <laughs> and Patrick, and we see like his perspective where he's looking at his hand with a ghost and back to SpongeBob at his hand, back to SpongeBob. He's going, oh, oh, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. I can do it. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can. Okay, you can tell me. He <laughs> <laughs> says, that ghost has a round head and I have a square head. If I could make my head round, I would be scary. So then we cut to SpongeBob's bathroom where they've kind of got like a barber chair set up and Patrick has like a electric razor and he was like, just like this, Patrick. Like he was showing him like the ghost and he was like, um, he's like, okay. And he goes, he shaves two huge chunks off the corners of his head. Yeah. He goes, are you sure you want to do this? Cut me down. Make me round. Patrick goes, okay. And he picks up a piece that he just cut off and like dabs his forehead like with a it. Surgeon. Like it's a, because it's a piece of sponge. And then he like steps in front of the camera so you can't see what he's doing. And you just see him shaving off huge, bigger and bigger <laughs> chunks. And then it just cuts to SpongeBob with the sheet over his head, but he's perfectly round now. He still has clogs on. It's still a bed sheet, <laughs> but now he's round. So now SpongeBob thinks he's scary. So. Uh, they decide they're going to go out and scare people, and so Patrick put back on his Groucho Marx uh, mask, and they they go to this older person's house, uh, and he opens the door, and SpongeBob just goes "Rar, rar! I'm the Flying Dutchman," and Patrick like sticks his head out, and I'm the Flying Dutchman's best friend, <laughs> and then they just run away. And guys, like, don't you kids want your candy? <laughs> and they run and hide behind this skull shaped like rock. Uh, I think we really like. Did he think we scared him? And Patrick goes, "No question. Your your costume really packs a punch." <laughs> oh, no question. <laughs> and then uh, they see uh, the same kids from earlier walking down the street. So SpongeBob jumps out and tries to scare them again. He just goes rawr, rawr, and then runs away. And then Patrick runs out from behind the rock, laughing, and follows. Uh, SpongeBob and the kids aren't impressed. They go, well, I guess he upgraded from a haunted mattress to the haunted sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> but then they uh, uh, they they go and they want to scare uh, everyone at uh, Mr. Krabs' Halloween party that he's hosting at the Krusty Krab. So we see 
uh, like all these people at the the Krusty Krab, and it's like a costume party, and there's all these people. I love this part. There's, there's all these people like dressed up, and we see Mr. Krabs like bobbing for apples with Pearl standing and next to him. She's like the bride of Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, and Mr. Krabs isn't actually dressed up as anything. That would cost money. I guess, and he's also the host. I guess he <laughs> doesn't think he needs to dress up, but he's bobbing for apples, and he pulls out one, but then he accidentally swallows it, <laughs> and we get this these like. Really funny, like contorted faces from him, where he's choking. And Pearl thinks he's just making stupid faces. He's it's like, just, "You're embarrassing me again." It's like, he's like, "I can't breathe." He's standing there, grabbing his throat, and about to choke to death. But then we see um, uh, Sandy and Squidward at the. <laughs> this is my favorite. Part. Sandy and Squidward at the punch bowl, and we see Sandy's costume, which all she's done is she's added like this. Like, tail fin and uh, she's made flippers it, to her head. She, yeah, she makes it like her head itself is a small fish. And she has the bowl over her head. And her costume is that she's a like a fish in a bowl. And, uh, and Squidward's the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, Squidward's still dressed as the Flying Dutchman. And he looks at her and he goes, what are you supposed to be? Why, I'm a goldfish. I'm a pet goldfish in a bowl. And he makes this like... The most like disgusted face. Disappointed face. He just goes, I don't get it. And walks away. <laughs> he slips his green like, like <laughs> he just doesn't um, care. <laughs> and Sandy just walks off mad. But yeah, there's that. You know, there's the usual background people, and they're all dressed. Yeah, there's these things. random people. But then we see uh, we cut to like the roof where uh, SpongeBob's like tied this rope around him, and he, Patrick's gonna lower him into the the restaurant like he's you know flying around. Um, so he goes, okay, Patrick, kill the lights. And he pulls like this plug on a surge protector and all the lights go out and they're screaming. And all you see is this hatch open up in the roof and you see this <laughs> silhouette of SpongeBob go, rawr, rawr, I'm the Flying Dutchman. And they're like, everyone's actually scared. Well, and Patrick's doing the voice. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah. He has a megaphone. Going, I'm the Flying Dutchman. Give me your soul. <laughs> and he's like lowering, he's lowering him down slowly. And for some reason, SpongeBob has like these claw hands. Yeah. But he's lowering him down. But while this is happening, a jellyfish slowly floats up <laughs> behind Patrick. And the jellyfish like gets human hands for a second and rubs them together. Like, oh, baby. And then just stings Patrick as hard as he can on his butt. <laughs> at first, Patrick doesn't even react. He just like sucks in his lips and goes, whoop. And stands up and then screams bloody murder <laughs> and lets go of the rope and lets SpongeBob fall face first onto the ground. And at this point, everyone stops screaming and they're just staring at SpongeBob, like flailing around. They don't know it's him yet. Yeah. But because he just keeps swinging around because Patrick's got him tied to. Yeah, tied to him. And he's just running around on the roof. And so SpongeBob's just swinging around, slamming into things. And then finally, uh, Patrick stops and SpongeBob's stuck hanging upside down. And then one of the kids from early goes, that's not the Flying Dutchman, that's SpongeBob. And then everyone starts laughing. <laughs> and, and Patrick gets the megaphone goes, I'm not SpongeBob. These are my street clothes. <laughs> everyone can clearly see Patrick, too. <laughs> so... SpongeBob's like the laughing stock, and then you hear like this huge flash of light. Yeah, this huge flash of lightning. And green shines. fog comes in. Yeah, this green fog slowly comes through the front doors, and you hear this this fog horn. Yeah, and it's the the Flying Dutchman the himself yeah. has has shown up, 
And this is the very it's first. It's the real Flying Dutchman. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Katz passes out. <laughs> but yeah, but this is the first physical appearance of the Flying Dutchman. He showed up in the other episode just in a comic book, but this is his real appearance, showing that he's not just like a like a myth or a like a legend. And he's a human. Yeah, he's big. He's a ghost pirate. Uh, I mean, this is the first time we see him. When we first see his face, his eyes are completely white, and he's like has like this drool coming out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. And, like um, poltergeist or something. Yeah, but everyone's terrified. And, uh, the Flying Dutchman shows up. The Flying Dutchman says, You bet your white lily livers I'm the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> and I'm going to let you on a little secret. I'm going to steal your souls. And everyone's screaming. And he goes, Quiet. And he like breathes green like fire. Breath yeah, like Godzilla. Godzilla. And just completely smolders to them. Uh, and he says, every year people dress up like me. And Squidward's like standing here and he just rips off his costume really quick. <laughs> but he says, turning the Flying Dutchman into a laughing stock. But that's not the reason I'm taking your souls. And he, walk, he goes over to SpongeBob and points at him. No, this is the straw that broke the camel's <laughs> back. Out of all the costumes I've seen, yours is the most insulting. He says, do you mean I'm not scary? You scary? And he uh, he starts laughing and he pulls out uh, his like cutlass and cuts it off the mm. rope. And he falls down against the floor. And the Dutchman comes up next to him and like puts his arm around him. And the music cuts from like this organ music to like this like um almost like elevator or like um waiting music yeah like a like a um phone like yeah call, like, <laughs> it's just really it's really weird and fun, out of place but it's hilarious uh and he's and he's talking to him he says there's all kinds of scary things in the world spiders are scary i'm scary you're you're not scary he said, okay, let's get this over with. And he flies back in front of the, the people at the party. Uh, he's like about to take their, their souls. And he goes, first I got rid of this stupid costume. And we see him reach over to pull off SpongeBob's sheet. But uh, all we see is him reach over to it and then it cuts to his face. I mean, he pulls it off off camera. And after he does, his face completely changes, <laughs> and he's completely petrified, and he flies out of the Krusty Krab screaming in terror, and then we finally see SpongeBob with his sheet off, and when Patrick cut off his sponge, he cut him all the way down to the brain. And the and the brain stalk, and yeah. his lips, and his eyes, and his nose. Yeah, that's all that's left, and everyone else at the party turns around, sees him, and screams and <laughs> runs out. And then we see uh, him and Patrick walk out to the front. Uh, and Patrick's like, oh, you really got him good. It's because of your pink hat. And Swan goes, well, that's not a pink hat. That's my brain. He goes, oh. oh. <laughs> and he runs off and goes, oh, Swan goes, well, don't worry. It grows back. And it cuts off there. All right, let's go ahead and do our favorite quotes and moments. I've already got mine. My favorite moment and quote is, uh, let's do the moment first to set it up. It's when, it's when Sandy, uh, is, is dressed up as the goldfish in the bowl and Squidward's like, what are you supposed to be? Well, I'm a pet goldfish in a bowl. I don't get it. <laughs> and he sips his drink. Like, favorite moment, favorite quote. Uh, my favorite moment would probably be the appearance of the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. It's the very first appearance of him, but they somehow 
perfectly nail it as far as like the sound design the glow, goes. The glow. Yeah, there's this green fog that comes in, and you hear this foghorn, which became a signature sound of his appearance. And he shows up, and we hear like this ominous like music playing. It's it's just it's just really good character design for a character that they might not have even planned to show up later in the series. But um, as far as my favorite uh, quote goes, it's probably going to be Patrick when he's talking about SpongeBob's costume. Oh, no question, it really packs a punch. That's probably my favorite quote. But um, we should probably talk about the Flying Dutchman itself in real life for. I guess people who might not really know what it is. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard of it either through SpongeBob or through other, you know, like, um, sea type media, like the, you know, the Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. But the, in real life, the Flying Dutchman is a legendary ghost ship that a lot of sailors report seeing while they're out in the middle of the ocean, uh, where they see a ship floating above the water all the way out on the horizon. And it's kind of more like a mirage type thing. But, you know, it's still pretty scary if you're alone on the middle of the ocean at night. And and I think SpongeBob might have been the first to make the Flying Dutchman a character and the captain of the Flying Dutchman. Because I think back in, you know, the, the golden age of piracy, I don't think there was a known captain of the Flying Dutchman. It was just like this ghost ship. Um now, in the Pirates movies, they make J- Davy Jones the captain. Um, now, Davy Jones and the Flying Dutchman were two completely separate accounts during the real um, age of piracy, um, the Golden Age, because we're still in the, we're still, they're still pirates today. Um, but it's not the pirates everyone yeah, thinks and, of when they hear pirates. And Davy Jones, just to, real quickly, um, Davy Jones was a kind of like the, the Satan of the sea. Because Davy was a shortening of um, of devil, and and Jones was a shortening of Jonah. Now, in, in pirate times, Jonah was a term you gave to someone you thought was cursed. So Davy Jones would have been the king of all cursed sailors, um, or you know the Satan of the sea, um, and he, you know that's where Davy Jones' locker that that was a term for hell. Um, so, you know, if, you know, if you cross paths with Davy Jones, you cross paths with Satan and you're going to hell. Um, so that's why they made him the captain of the Flying Dutchman in, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. But his ship did not fly in those movies. It was able to sink and and resurface whenever it wanted. Um, so in SpongeBob, they make him the Flying Dutchman, who's this Dutch sailor, because there was many Dutch sailors during the pirate era because of the Dutch East India Company, and you can look into that if you want. Uh, so he actually is dressed like a Dutch sailor, and if you watched, if you listened to the part one we talked about, for some reason they went ahead and did the comic book origin before they introduced the actual Flying Dutchman. And in the SpongeBob lore, the reason he's he haunts the seven seas, stealing souls, or later on, he does send people to David Jones' locker is because they used his body as a window display at a shopping mall, which is <laughs> like the like the silliest and stupidest origin I've ever heard. But just like King Neptune, he's pretty big. Like you know, he, he can also shrink his size. Yeah, he's. And, I mean, he's he a has ghost. a lot of 
black magic powers. If you will yeah. see later on when SpongeBob and Patrick and Squibber end up on his ship, he can open up a portal yeah. to this hell like place. Yeah, he and, has a lot of like actual power to him. He's yeah. not just like this apparition. Yeah, he and he can shoot atomic breath and he shoot fire out of his nose. Yeah, and then one of the many later season episodes where uh he becomes like a roommate to SpongeBob uh, he shows off that he has a lot of like reality bending powers, so he is like a very you know powerful character. But uh, that's enough about the Flying Dutchman itself. I think you understand what he is by this point. Let's go and just talk about a little bit of the trivia about this episode. This is actually the first episode based on a holiday, which is kind of interesting when you consider it. it means it's not like an Easter episode or not a Christmas episode, like the famous Christmas episode that comes later. Uh, the Halloween episode is technically the first holiday-based uh, episode, which is kind of interesting. It's also the very first episode that take, takes place all during the night. There's no day scenes in this entire episode. The entire episode takes place during a single night. And, you know, unlike, I mean, it's through globalization and all this, the you know, Halloween's becoming massive all over the world. But, you know, in the United States, it's a pretty, pretty big deal. You know, it's like... Now, like, Halloween's a huge holiday. Christmas is, like, a huge month. And Easter and Fourth of July. And, you know, it used to be Halloween was, like, this little thing that maybe, you know, not a lot of people did. But now it's a massive, you know, thing. And um, Halloween's such a big deal. And I, I love that they did a Halloween episode as their first one. Because you get to draw the characters in different costumes and you get to do the different lighting that you might have not done before. Yeah. And I like the it. Flying Dutchman. I like it when cartoons will do, you know, of course any kind of holiday based episode, but a Halloween episode where they actually attempt to have something kind of out of the ordinary and kind of spooky yeah. in a way. I, I always uh, like it. And also Bikini Bottom knows about Halloween, but they don't know about Christmas yeah, until which is kind Sandy of, tells Which them. is kind of funny. So, yeah. I mean, it's almost like the, Someone else told them about Halloween many years in the past, and so they started celebrating it. Or the Flying Dutchman brought Halloween. That's that's possible. The Halloween is about him haunting yeah. the Seven Seas, not the other way around. And like this guy that brings gifts isn't in Sponge in Bikini Bottom's like, wait, what? We're used <laughs> to being killed. We're used to having our souls taken. <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for the Bikini Bottom Live Halloween special and. Scaredy Pants. Hope you have a happy Halloween. And from all of us here, I'm Landon. And I'm McKinley. And thanks for listening.